everybody, for another episode of Go Turpins with Travis Garrison on the Field of Six Day Networks. Got a special guest today. Got my guy, Chick Hernandez, CBS Sports Network. What's going on, man? How you doing? I feel old. <clears throat> I feel old. <laughs> the only reason I feel old is because here's the deal, Travis. So I, mentally, I feel young. I feel like I'm back. I'm still a student at Maryland. Um, right. that's, that's how I feel. Um, and Lord knows I got it in while I was a student there, but, um, when you cover a collegiate sport, uh, when you cover a team, uh, you know, I started at the, at the Maryland radio station, WMUC radio, right? Wow. Back in the day, Len Bias's final season, Tony Massenberg, Keith Gatlin, Speedy Jones, all those guys. And then when I got in the business, which was, I came back to town at Fox 5 in 1994. All right. That's right. So to cover you know, Maryland basketball, with a bunch of other stuff, but Maryland basketball, I saw all the classes go through. You know, you right. get to know the Travis Garrisons of the world, the Chris McCrays of the world, Gilchrist, Grinnan, all of it. But then, you know, four years later, y'all are gone. And it's the next class. Um, right. That wouldn't be the case now because they all take off after two years and three years. Um, but, you know, you're sitting there and you, I'm still covering Maryland basketball, but now I'm seeing, you know, I was still seeing guys come back uh, with their kids to watch a game. And I'm like, wait a minute, did I just finish covering him? But it was like eight <laughs> right. years ago. So it's really, so that's the, that's the bizarre part of it is, is that the time does obviously go by. And when I was first covering Maryland basketball. I had no children, no wife, and now I got a wife and three kids. One's a Maryland grad, and wow. two two still in college. Yeah. Wow! 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 So, so, so you say you was at Maryland during the time during the Tony Massenburg, Mr. Lim Bias. Yeah. Um. So, what what was that like? You know, um, I spoke to a number of different people and got their experiences. You know, you know, just <clears throat> being whether they knew Lim personally or mm -hmm. just seen them play. What was that experience like for you um, being there on campus during that time and just seeing a great player like him um, just play and just that whole atmosphere? Well, I, I, I first saw Len uh, senior year in high school because um, Blair, Montgomery Blair, the Montgomery Blair, not the, sure. the copycat that we have now, but the, the original <laughs> Blair. Uh, still yeah. a good school, still a good school. But the original Blair <laughs> faced off against Northwestern in the playoffs. Uh, and uh, I guess it was Montgomery County 4A, I think is what it was. Anyway, um, so we faced off against Northwestern. Um, and I was at the game and watched uh, a skinny kid named Len Bias, who was, I think, he was a year behind me. Because I was 81, I think he was 82. Mm -hmm. um, so we watched him. I saw him play and thought, well, this kid's got ridiculous skills but he was, he was thin as a rail and angry just to, he had a wow. he had a temper but then he comes to maryland and by the time i joined the radio station um you know i and obviously i was a student i watched games from my freshman year on um i just watched his body change uh, he always right. had the jumper that that out of the gym jumper that no one could touch right. um but his body went from this little thin rail to this you know you, you the pictures are just ridiculous he's got right. he's got got tires on his arms you know these right. shoulders are huge um he just his body went from a from a stick figure to this this v-shaped thing that was you know right. untouchable um right. and to watch him play was you know you the coalfield house was packed not like it is now these days when the arena is not quite packed thanks a lot students um but it was it was a show you know and it was you know and the, and the best came to coalfield house jordan and all those dudes and um it was it was unbelievable uh, to watch him play, watch all of those guys play. It's cool to be friends with Tony Masterberg these days and reminisce when we get to see each other. Um, but you know, and as a as a college uh, media guy, you know, I'm I'm not afforded the same respect uh, that the the paid media gets. Uh, but right. I kind of made it. I I did the job professionally. You know, I treated right. it as a job, so right. that. Um, you know, the coaching staff and the players didn't treat me like, oh, it's just a little, you know, college kid. It was, I was right. very serious about the job because um, I was trying to get the job. Right. Um, 
And back then it was lefty, obviously, Dr. Giselle, and then Bob Wade. Those are the two years that I called Maryland basketball uh, mm-hmm. for the college radio station. And uh, it was, you know, it was insane. Obviously, what took place afterwards was more insane. Um, I don't know if you saw the the thing that the school did, but I got a chance to narrate um, this this uh, piece on limb bias, half an hour, a little over a half hour. That was just, you know, unreal and surreal. Um, right. To 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 reunite with Doctor Bias, uh, Lenny's mother, and right. uh, and uh, all of that. It was just yeah. So uh, we lived through it. Obviously, you guys, you know, you lived through the aftermath of it. You were part of the, the rebirth. Uh, yeah. of it all um so i'm trying to think so you were young how young were you at 86 man i was in 86 i was two okay so you didn't know until you saw stuff later on in life right okay right yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know i didn't know but i would tell people all the time i didn't really start following college basketball until i got to the masters i didn't know anything about college basketball um i think i think uh, my dad maybe took me to a Georgetown game, mm-hmm. but before then, like my, I had two older brothers, one six years and nine years apart from me. But even when they were playing, and I was younger. I was in the hallways playing with my friend. I didn't pay no attention <laughs> to basketball at all. I mean, right. they, they old coaches joke about it to this day. They're like, oh man, you can none of a better. You was playing little stick figures and GI <laughs> Joes and things. They make fun of it all the time. So I didn't, I didn't until I got to the math of when. All these college, all these college coaches started coming through the hallways, and you know Keith, Joe Forte. I mean, they the gyms used to be packed, so I'm like, who was that? Who was that? Right. So going through the math, I had to basically learn. I had to basically get a, a crash course on college basketball. Sure. sure. So, so I had a few guys that I knew that went to Merlin, and they kind of gave me the history of you know Lynn Bias and her stories, and um, obviously when I ended up going there, talking to guys, and then. Coach Dave Dickerson gave me a a tape. I, I, I think I think when they played against uh, North Carolina, yeah, I think when they yeah. North Carolina was number one, I got that tape. Well, I think my brother took that tape from me, so he has <laughs> he, he has that tape. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, yeah, so he has that tape. But yeah, around that time, I didn't know anything about. Sure, I didn't know anything about nothing. So yeah, I mean, so, it, so, they, they were they were unbelievable times, uh, really good, and then really tragic, uh, and then the long climb back uh, with your boy. G-Dub, Gary Williams, uh, who I consider a friend. Um, I played golf with him a few times a year. Um, and I tell the story that, you know, we broadcast some of the, of the games. I was doing play-by-play for some of the games, early season games for Comcast right. Sportsnet. So I asked uh, Coach Williams, hey, do you mind if I come by a practice um, to just kind of get a feel for the guys, even though I've covered the team? He goes, and I right. thought he'd say, like, Get out of here because yeah you're you're doing the game you, you're broadcasting the game all of a sudden i was in a different uh section you know in his mind oh you're doing the game okay yeah you can come on by and i went by we were walking into the auxiliary gym my name's on the wall guest today right it was chick hernandez yeah. and of course the booster jack heisey right? right so i'm watching practice and it's at that moment that it dawns on me because everybody thought gary was a lunatic on the sidelines right, right, right sweating right. screaming but in the practice, at least the one that I watched, he coached, as you well know, he coached players one through 12. Right. right when right. you're doing Absolutely. your practice, this is why you make this cut. But there's not a whole lot of screaming unless you really screwed up. But right. otherwise, it was like, you know, here's why we do this. This is what they're going to do. And so in case, you know, Mike Grinning gets in that game late, he knows what he's got to do. Right. Right. Um, so that was fascinating to watch that and see that. And it dawns on me like, okay, this is why this guy is one of the best in-game coaches in the country and really right. of all time. That's, that's what right. he, that's what he was. He was one of those guys. Um, uh, and I remember like, and he's got such peripheral vision. I, I was sitting there watching a practice and I turned my head and I, look, and I saw Mr. Heisey up against the wall asleep. I'm like, just, and I literally looked there for like four seconds. I'm just like, oh, okay. Right. But he's, you know, he was an old dude, booster, all of that, all right. right? So I'm looking over at him, and then I hear this, you going to watch practice or not? And I turn around, and there's G-Dub yelling at me. I'm like, and I wanted to go like, but that dude's sleeping. <laughs> but he's he gave me that look. I'm like, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I'm right here. I'm locked in. You know, he wanted me all locked right. in. Uh, and it was, you know, it was eye-opening for sure. Um, So, right. and that long climb back was, it was long. It was a long right. climb back. Uh, And obviously, you know, culminating with, what took place 20 years ago this year. Right. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I tell people all the time um, in regards to when they ask me about G-Dub, oh, how's Coach G-Dub? And I said, look, if you know him, if he knows you, then he's a different person, like real right. cool, you know, makes joke, crack jokes and this, right. that, and there. But if he, do, if he doesn't know you, then he may not say anything to you at all. Right. <laughs> he may walk into a room and stand in the corner and just be quiet because that's just how he is. Right, right. That's just, he, that, he, that's just how that, he that, is. Yeah, that wall goes up and he's always – you know, it's like he coached. He comes in and assesses the situation, right? It's like, right, right. what do I got to worry about? Where, you know, it's like, I, I, I liken him to like a, a CIA agent. Comes into a room, where's my exit? Where are my exit points? But uh, I know where everything is. Okay. And then I'm, I'm okay, I'm good. And so right. if all hell breaks loose, one of the first guys out going the right direction will be Gary Williams. Right. Hey, so good question. What, what made you want to do game by game be a reporter like what what made you do that like was it something that you somebody you watched was like that's pretty cool i want to get into that or you just right. like a sports like you was really into sports and you just wanted to cover it like how did you get to how did mr hernandez mr chick hernandez get to start and want to do it uh well i didn't grow to be the size of travis garrison um that's <laughs> the problem I, I was a pretty good football player and uh baseball player player and I literally had my junior year, uh, some scouts came out to watch the seniors, a couple of seniors play on the Blair squad. We had a three or three, three all met guys. So they came to watch and I had a, I had a ridiculous game at, at wide out, caught everything. Just, you know, at my, at five, six didn't matter. I was going to run the routes the way they're supposed to be run, get myself open. And, and ca I caught everything. Couldn't miss. Yeah. And I had a scout come in from temple to the locker room after the game and said he was talking to the, to the seniors and then he came over to me and i don't forget it. he's like uh hey that was a hell of a game son I'm like thanks appreciate it you know i'm from temple uh i got a scholarship waiting for you and i went huh wow. like, i'm a junior he goes i know you're a junior but yeah after next year i got a scholarship with you You just got to do one thing i was like what's that he goes, you got to grow six inches Wow! Like, well, oh, I'm like, I'm looking at my, 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 my brain went all, immediately, immediately to my, my family lineage went, well, my father's 4'11", my mom is 5'5". Five, five. Hey, this, this ain't happening. Uh, and I had two, two buddies who actually grew six inches in that year. It pissed me wow. off big time. Um, wow. So needless to say, that didn't happen. So I wanted to be a professional, a collegiate professional athlete. That wasn't going to happen. Yeah. And when I got to, I played junior college football at MC. Uh, and then transferred to Maryland and it was just, I've been a, I was a class clown for heaven's sakes for from years yeah. one through 12, you know, I, I believe, always, I believe, I believe that. I believe yeah, that. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I, I've, <laughs> when I left NBC, I did some stand up comedy down in New York. So I, I've always really? been a ham, a performer and it just seemed like a natural thing. My mom told me one day, cause you just, you run your mouth all the time. Why don't you just yeah. use it to make money? And I'm like, oh, okay. So. I went to Maryland. I was still a, even though I was a class clown, I was still a very bashful kid. Um, yeah. Had, you know, I used my humor to, to uh, get dates. I didn't have yeah. a rap, you know, right. um, <laughs> I used my humor. Um, and when I joined the fraternity, Sigma Chi at Maryland was when I kind of got confidence because I, I was the athletic chairman of our house when at Sigma Chi, it's a big deal uh, in real right. sports. So once I took over as a, as a, athletic director but i got this confidence because i'd gone up to the radio station like two times before and then chickened out but when i got the when i became gotten sigma guy basically knocked on their door and said i'll be your sports director so well, we gotta have auditions i said okay wow. but after the auditions i'll be your sports director and they were right. like okay all right young man and then <laughs> i got the gig and yeah. that started it so i mean i love talking it uh i'm not a numbers guy i'm not all yeah. that jazz but the emotion of it uh covering you know, getting inside the program, um, that kind of thing, uh, telling stories. That's what, that's yeah. what I liked. Um, and what, you know, and one of the highlights was going to Italy yeah. with the Maryland basketball hey. team, you know? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Hey, but before we definitely going to, we definitely going to touch on that. We have to talk about that. That's a must. What, what was, what was in the Coldfield house? What was some of your best memories there in regards to a game? You're like this, man, I would never forget that game. That's the most memorable game. I would never, like, what was your most memorable experience in regards to the Maryland basketball team in the Kofi House? A game, a play, 
I think uh, there are a couple a couple of things. One is that WMUC they didn't put us on the floor for men's games. They put us up in the okay. rafters, right? So, mm. and even at five six, they warned me, don't stand up quick because there are steel beams up there. And like first or second game, Bias did something ridiculous, and I stood up and I absolutely knocked myself almost out. And wow. when I got up off the floor, I called the rest of the game with blood pouring down my, it was, I had op opened up a ridiculous gash in my head, but Jeez. I'm like, towel, blood, it was hysterical, um, hurt like hell. Um, but you know, the, the, the memories are of obviously, uh, seeing Jordan do the windmill with the tongue out at the end of a game mm, that, that ticked okay. everybody off. But it was like, that was the signature moment. You know, right. besides him winning the national championship with a jump shot, that was that that was the moment before that. We're like, who is this dude who right. just did that? Right. Um, and hating all the Carolina players, Steve Hales of the world, uh, all of it. Um, I don't have a particular moment uh, watching a game. You know, it all came to, you know, uh, they all kind of meshed together. I will tell you watching one day before he passed, he was Bison Daley or uh, Brian Williams. Uh, who they, we called him earthquake uh, because his J his dunks were they rattled the entire backboard. Um, wow. He was a he was a different cat, uh, but you could see the pure talent. Um, so I'm not I, it wasn't really a game for me because there were so many games, um, right. you know, and, and Lenny's last year and then and then Wade's two years, you know, and that team going to the dance the next, you know, that Wade's first year and being in, in, uh, <laughs> being in Louisville, uh, and beating, I believe it was, uh, what's, uh, Brian Shaw's use, uh, Santa Barbara Gauchos mm -hmm. in the first round and then facing Kentucky and Rex Chapman in the next round. Wow. And I'll never forget this being in the elevator at the, at the hotel and I'm coming down the elevator with Rex Chapman and his backcourt mate, Ed Davender and wow. a family, Kentucky family gets on mother, father, and a little boy. And that's just me in the, in the elevator. So I know who they are. They're about to face us the next day. I don't say a word. <clears throat> and then this is going to sound gross, but Rex let's just rips a fart <laughs> in the elevator out loud. And I'm like, <clears throat> I turn and the mother says to the kid, did you hear that, Johnny? Rex farted because they're Kentucky fans. And they thought that was cool. And I look over at Ed Davender, who was a brother, I believe from New York. And he just looks at me. So we're the only, we're the only two people of color in that, in that, in that elevator. And he gives me a look like, yeah, man, this is my life. This is what I deal with every single day. And I'm like, I just shook my head. Got off the elevator. I'm like, I don't believe what I just saw. So those are the memories that I have. The games, the games are the games. You know, games right, are the games. Right. Uh, you know, that's as a as a college student, and you know, and then covering it. You know, uh, the run, 2001 uh, or 2000, maybe 2000. Didn't they go back? You go back, yeah, back after back, the next. Back to back. And and uh, and then within five minutes of the first game, Nick Keener Medley dislocates his ankle. And ah, you so you you talking about after they won our freshman year, after they won a national championship. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he broke it against the yeah. Michigan State in the 316. Michigan State, right? And they still had a chance to win. Uh, and see Blake hit one off the back edge of the uh, of the uh, rim, and I was mm -hmm. literally on my phone with my travel agent because, and once Nick was out, I thought, well, there's yeah. no chance. They got no right. chance, and they fought, yeah. fought, fought. And, but I had my, my, one of my good friends was a producer. He was getting married in Las Vegas, uh, that weekend. And I'm like, mm. first off, what sports producer schedules a wedding during March madness, <laughs> but his right. wife was a news person. And that was, there was the only time. So I'm literally on my cell phone with my travel agent and I'm doing play by play my first play by play. Uh, I'm like, so listen, if Maryland wins, I'm staying here. If Maryland loses, book that flight to Vegas. And I right. did play-by-play, play, last play, it down to court. And Blake, top of the key, booked the flight to Vegas. They lost. Click. <laughs> Those are the kind of memories I have. All right, all right. <laughs> hey, that's that's wild, man. Um, yeah, I keep, some, for some reason, man, I always keep forgetting that Nick Book has put that game. Until people yeah. tell me, like, yeah, you know Nick Book? I said, yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember that. Like, Dislocated ankle. That, but... Gary tells right. a great story, dislocated ankle. He comes out on the court. J.J. Bush is 
you know, kneeled down over uh, Nick and Bush, Bush looks up at Gary and goes, he's not coming back. And Gary can see the foot's pointing in a different direction. And coach yeah. is like, you think? You think? <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 game that's game time G dub right there. Oh yeah, man. you never yeah. you never know you never know what you're gonna get. You never know. Well, but do you get. guys got yelled at right? You got yelled at a little bit. So I mean, what? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, that was nothing. <laughs> that was just like that was just like conversation. Right. People always ask, people always ask me all the time. Was like, what what's the difference between uh, Coach Williams and Coach Wooten? I said, look here, it's 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 little in between, believe it or not. <laughs> one actually yelled, like used his voice to yell, projected, like talk right. loudly, right. and one used a very calm voice, but they got the same point across because right. Coach Wooten was super sarcastic and right. he was very good with his words and he could cut you very deep yeah. with his words. Great human being, I'm talking like the greatest human being ever. But when he wanted to make you work harder and he with he, these using like some type of philosophy. <laughs> psychology when well, he's using all type of stuff. daggers just using, daggers to oh, the heart oh, I'm so, man, I, I tell people all the time <clears throat> I say it was one particular game uh, we, we lost to O'Connell and we watched a video the next day and um he's he's killing us like he's because we lost to Joe Wooten his son oh he, yeah he, right oh he, he is killing us to the point we're walking out the lock. I'm talking me, Elijah Brooks, Corey. McC- we walking out the locker room. We like contemplating our career at this point. We like, <laughs> we want to. It was no. You think I'm playing? Like it was that. Man. Like he yeah. was just, just like, and he wasn't doing no yelling. He was just killing us with the words. Like, just like I'm like, yeah. We like, man. Like we looking at each other walking out there. Like everybody's shaking their heads. Like man. But that's I, I tell people all the time. Like just because you hear him yelling. <laughs> don't think that he didn't know how to get to you. Right, right. Um, and that, and, and speaking of high school, that's when I first got introduced to you. I don't know if we directly met high school sports show. Oh, the Washington Sports, sports Washington Post high school sports show. <laughs> sports show. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Um, that's the first time I think, like, because people used to tell me like, once I found out it was on. I didn't. I think I didn't know anything about it until like so. I said, "Oh, you was on TV." And I was like, "Oh, right. what?" And it's on Sundays, what Sundays, I believe. Sundays, Sundays and Saturdays. yeah, yeah. Mark Thomas was the producer of it, who's now the husband of one Brenda Freeze. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, uh, Mark did a great job because he did all the legwork. Um, I literally was the face because it was like, you know, you need to come in and tape this. Uh, I forgot what day we taped it, but it was such a well-oiled machine. And you know, I, I was in Augusta, Georgia for three years, small market. And I knew the value of covering high school sports because um, we did a Friday night football show that was insane, the, the response we got. So, you know, every parent, every uncle, aunt, friend wants to see their people on TV. And right. so that was a, while it was not a moneymaker for Fox 5, it was certainly a very popular show for, I guess we did it for two years. People still ask me to this day, really? why do you do that show? I'm like, we'll, we'll talk to the Washington Post, tell them they're sponsored. It was, it was only for two years? I th- that's what it feels like because I was only I was only at Fox Five, actually you know what might have been more than that because I was at Fox Five, okay more than that because I was at Fox Five for th- six, but I didn't do it for the entire six years, um, for sure. And I did it. I think I did it one year at Comcast Sports. So, but it felt like it was a short run because um, right. Mark was you know that's a, that was a, you got to get to all those games, you know, basketball, yeah. football, tell stories, the offbeat sports, all that jazz. And Mark did a hell of a job with that. And and I still have videotapes of those things. My mom really? recorded everything, everything. She recorded. <laughs> my mom has, my mom literally has a game, uh, recorded the games from every single game I played at Maryland. Every single interview I did in high school. Wow. Everything. Anytime I was on TV, she had, I'm someone I have, have big containers of yeah, tapes, yeah. video cassette tapes, video cassette tapes. I have not watched no Merlin games. Don't get it because I was I didn't play my I wasn't playing my best. So I was like I'm not watching these games. So any games I'll probably watch like the ACC tournament. That's like the the right. only games I like really, really? watch or okay. when I play well. I never watch right. any other game. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I literally have like big buckets of video tape from yeah. all sorts of things. Yeah, man. I I, I was never I never liked it back when I was younger. Really? I to my mom, like, I don't care. No, I don't like, I didn't care. But now that I'm older, sure. I show my kid, I can show my kids. Yeah, you like, see your kids. Yeah, like, yo, like, check this out. Like, oh, dad, you're on TV. I guess, you know, so that's the, that's the well, cool Don't you have a kid that just started playing ball, by the way? My daughter, man, she yeah. just, she's, she's nine. 
she's nine, but she's tall and long. So she did everything else like hip hop ballet, swimming, t-ball, lacrosse, mm-hmm. um, track. She did all that other stuff. And I was like, you you want to you want to try basketball? Like I'm, I'm asking like a couple of years and like during COVID, like we weren't doing anything. And now take the boys and we're going down to the court and we're playing like two on two. Yeah. My my oldest boy, he don't really care. My my like my oldest son, he um can care less. But I, so but I saw my daughter is very competitive right. and she she she's she can hold her own against the boys. <clears throat> so I saw I saw it then. So I'll ask her, like, hey, you want to give basketball a try? She's like, right. nah, nah, dad, nah, dad. So maybe like a month ago, a month and a half ago, she comes to me. She said, dad, I think I want to go uh, try for the basketball. I want to go for the basketball team. I'm like, huh? She said, yeah, my um, my, my friends, they're playing. So I want to play oh, with them. Yeah. I said, ah, okay. And and that's cool because I'm like, okay, it took her friend. I knew it was going to take it was, other girls. It was her decision. Yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah, so I'm like, but it was cool. So, but now um we have conversations and now she's intrigued and now she's in practice now we have conversations about she she's not a starter five and i had that conversation where you just learn it's, it's new right. you know what i mean i was I, I didn't know anything about basketball when i started so we had that conversation and yesterday we were playing chess for the second time and i was telling her about different moves and the concept of the game and then afterwards we went outside and i wanted to like show her like little fundamentals because she had the, her first game today Okay. And uh, wow. yeah, so I wanted to, I wanted to show her like little fundamentals, like chest pass, and this, this is what you're doing defense and things like that. And I was like, this you protect the basket. Like she was like, oh, sort of like the king, like you uh, like you're like king in chess, like you you trying to protect. Right. And like we're like the knights, and we're like we're, we're the in between, like we're trying to protect it from getting to the the king. So right. I was like, wow, okay, yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. So it's it's that's cool. It's pretty. It's it's very cool because. It's, it's a lot of questions and it's, it's, it, gives, it gives me a chance to like really teach and it's, right. I tell yeah. people all the time it's big it's bigger than sports it's about life so I'm, yeah. I'm like yeah so it's, it's pretty cool man well, you're, so, a, yeah. you're a you're a Wooten disciple man that's that's the thing right I mean that's that's, that's a Morgan disciple is teaching about life uh while while doing that I I uh my daughter who's you know was five she's five two and she mm-hmm. played CYO ball and I'm like laughing because we just put all that we just put all the kids i didn't force them to do anything uh but my right, wife right. was my wife was helping coach in basketball i was helping coach in in baseball um just being involved in their lives and my daughter who's five two like i said just you know she's like uh we're, you're playing basketball uh, okay whatever um but she's i knew that she had this little fire inside and mm-hmm. so i taught her the simple act of of boxing out I said, you got, you have my, my legs, you know, you're strong trunk. So you're not going to out jump somebody, but you can box somebody out and make it impossible for them to get that rebound or they're going to be fouling you. And so I, you know, I taught her that. And so in games, it was just hysterical to watch the, like the opposing coaches and the fans go, how is this little girl doing this? Why, you know, she's getting bored at the board or boxing out, blah, blah, blah. So much so that the older, the bigger kids would get, you know, a little bit uh, frustrated. Um, yeah. And and <laughs> while Gabby was not the most demonstrative person, I just remember a game, you know, parents got to sit in the stands, can't be yelling at the rest, but, and I mm-hmm. tried as best I could. But in this right. one game, I'm watching, and this other guard who's now was her height and quicker, um, right. um, she came down to court, and she got inside, and she, she bowed my daughter once. And wow. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, whoa. And I kind of yell. And it happened a few times. So at halftime, I walked down to the court and I told the referee, if I see number 12 hit my daughter with an elbow again, I'm coming out if you don't call something. And he's like, sir, I'm like, and I'm just, so I'm just telling you, very calm. I'm just telling you what's going to happen. We're back in the stands. And the first time down the court, that girl threw a bow. And before I could get up, my daughter went and just gave her one right to the jaw. Yeah. Wow. And, and I sat back down and said, okay. I'm good. Yeah. No, she got to take care of herself. That was awesome. <laughs> she yeah. got it. Yeah, man. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to this journey. Um, yeah, and they they wrote my my oldest. He swims now, and and my daughter. She's also still swims. So I'm great. not trying to pack it. With, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to pack them with. We're trying to not trying to pack her with too much stuff because she's super energetic. Like she right. can handle it. But um, yeah, I'm trying to little by little. Good. Hey, but but before we move on and talk about some more Maryland basketball. 
let me tell you guys a little bit about our partners over at Bet River Sportsbook. If you haven't signed up with Bet Rivers yet, now's the time because they are offering a $250 match bonus for your first deposit. But what sets them apart is that they require just one playthrough to turn your bonus into cash money. With their new rush pay instant approval, the drawn winnings is safe, more secure, and more reliable. With the basketball season tipping off, get in on the action by going to betrivers.com today or by downloading the Bet Rivers app. Must be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> now, you brought it up earlier. You know we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. So, so okay, win the ACC championship, you know, what, what was your experience? So you, you watched, what was your, what was your experience when you saw that? Because that year we were young. This is right mm-hmm. after all the Steve Blake and all those guys left. Yeah. And um, now it's just me, Chris McCray, John Gilchrist, Nick Kenamelli, John Jamar Smith. Like we were young. Jamar's yeah. only senior. We had Mike Grant, who's a junior, and everybody mm-hmm. else is like sophomores and freshmen. Sure. Um, what, what was your, what was, what was your experience like watching that in regards to coming in on a bubble, but that weekend, what was. I will tell you this. It's the best. If you cover college basketball, the end of the season with a team that is going to be on the bubble or in the dance is the best few weeks of your professional life. Um, And Jim Nance has the greatest job of all time because he does he goes from college basketball to championship weekend straight to the Masters. It's the greatest. Mm. He flies literally from the championship game on Monday night straight to Augusta, Georgia, and then wow. starts covering the Masters, right? But for us, covering Maryland, you know, it was you, know, you were going to be most likely in the dance, right, at that point. And so you went to the ACC tournament most of the time down in Greensboro. Still, yeah. it, was, it was decent. Um, and then you wait to find out, you know, where you're going in the dance. And then Gary would get ticked off, but not really when you go, we're going to Sacramento secretly. He loved taking you guys away from, from (laughs) East, but he's like, he always goes, this is bullshit. But but those on the inside went, "Eh, he likes that a lot. Um, because it got the chance to get away. So that run obviously was unexpected. Uh, in, in the ACC tournament, and you're just like, wait a second, they did they did what? They beat one, two, and three. It's like, huh? You know, and and grinning, hitting the free throws at the yeah, it was it was insane, yeah. right? Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. It was such a you know, you guys played such team ball, uh, and you got it from everywhere. So who fouled yeah. out that had grinning at the line at the end? I think I want to say Nick. I want to say Nick. It's possible. I want to yeah. say Nick. Yeah, I mean, because Nick did get his he got his fouls in on the yeah. court and off. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> he's still playing. Nick is still playing ball, man. Nick is still playing. Nick is still playing. I, I was over. I was with Nick over in Lithuania in two thousand and fifteen. Fifteen. Really? Fifteen. Sixteen. He was like, "Yeah, man, he's icing his knees." He's like, "Yeah, man, it's gonna be my last." He signed a, a pretty good deal. Before like a two year deal, and he's up yeah. on this two year deal. He's like, "Yeah, man, I, I think I'm done, man. Like I'm." And next, you know, the dude sound like a two year contract next year. And I'm like, he's still playing. And I said, "Dude, I know you say he did not do it. It's like a, it's a psychological thing for me. Like I, I tell myself that this is my last year, and it kind of forces me to do. It. I say, all right, dude. All right. <laughs> I say, well, by the way, what's, like, Lithu- what's Lithuania like for a kid from Hyattsville? Uh, from Suitland. Suitland, pardon me, pardon me. Played his ball, played his ball <laughs> in Hyattsville. Yeah. 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 Learned nah, the game um, in Hyattsville. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, what was it like? It was, yeah. it was, it was because before that I was I traveled all everywhere, but I was in Ukraine, which is an Eastern Europe country, and that was, yeah, that was different. Soviet Union, ex-Soviet times. Oh my god! It was, and I was in, a, I was in a small, small, small town. So just imagine that. It's yeah. like living down, down, down. Anyway, but um, it was it was a, it was different. Um, but I held my own. But Lithuania was like a more upper class, more okay. elegant type. Right. But it still had that. Set. I was the only, you know, I was in a small town. I was, you know, the only, you know, black guy there. Right. And right. you know, but it was it was cool though. Everywhere. So the ladies, so the ladies love themselves from Travis. Okay. Right. <laughs> no, I always, I always, um, 
made myself and adapted myself to the whatever environment I was sure. good, bad, yeah. and different. You know, that's just right. always been that so yeah. Right. So so the so to win the ACC and it's great and 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 the tournament happens and it's short lived, whatever, you know, you don't it's fine. Um and I get this idea and I'm I ask Coach Williams uh when it's announced that you guys are gonna go to Italy. I'm like, this would be kind of cool if we could go. But I'm like, there's no chance he's going to say yes. Zero chance. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I have a meeting with him. I said, listen, we'd like to go, me and a producer, cameraman, um, to Italy with you guys. What do you think? It's a 12-day trip. Um, we'd like to go and, doc and document the trip. And he says, okay. And I went, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> And I said, you understand that we're going to document the trip. That means here's what I want. I want to mic you up pregame, game, postgame, and, and we're done. You know, and we'll follow you guys around otherwise, but you're going to be mic'd up during the games. Yeah. He went, okay. And I went, oh, crap. Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> then I go back to the Comcast Sportsnet. Here, we got this deal. You know, let's work it out sponsor-wise so that we can go on the trip. Me and Tim Delaney was my cameraman slash mm -hmm. producer. And it was unreal um for so many different reasons one yep. to see to have coach you know and i'm allowed i was allowed in the locker room but uh -huh. i decided i'll just leave, i'll let my cameraman be in there and it's be as unobtrusive as possible just he'll just be in the corner recording everything um and that's what we did and you know you guys played five games the first day was like one of the most amazing because we remember showing up well first off you knuckleheads <laughs> I, mean, I mean it's italy it's gonna be some of the best food and I, I think right off the bus i'm hearing guys going where's the mcdonald's i'm like what mcdonald's come on man you know, and i remember like the first true meal you guys had you got like two plates in and everybody's like this is it and i'm thinking to myself oh they have no idea that just like five man, more courses it kept, coming it kept coming we had it, yeah. was, it kept coming man i gained about 20 pounds that trip but go ahead <laughs> so uh you know so and it was cool because each game at pregame i would sit on the bench while you guys were warming up and gary would be down there at the, at the you know at the in his seat and i started like five seats away and i just sat and watched the game then i hear him he'd say something to me and i go what and we start talking and each game i will i move one seat closer which for a Maryland guy, no one else has seen this, but the right. folks that are in Italy, no one else, no, right. nobody from Turp nations seeing this. And by the end, the final game, I sat next to him and he's talking about his parents. And I'm like, no one's going to believe this is happening. Wow. Um, but so the highlights are him singing Volare in that restaurant uh, in the Tuscany <laughs> region. Phenomenal. Uh, my camera being stolen uh, from the bus. Uh, my video camera wow. sucked. Um, and of course, uh, the aforementioned John Gilchrist, who lost his mind on that trip. I had seen it. I watched it in person. Because him and Mike Grin were in the layup line together, and I saw John fire one and almost took off Grin's face. And I thought to myself, "What? What's going on there? You know, right, he wouldn't right. take his wouldn't take his sweats off uh, mm -hmm. and warm up. You know, I'm like, this is weird. Something's going on. Uh, and then I just saw it, kind of, you know, he had. You know, he had been told by his people he should be in the pros and kind of lost his mind. He had some issues. Yeah, yeah. He's doing I, mean, I, I know you've talked to him since, I'm sure. I mean, he's yeah. his, his his transformation's been spectacular yeah, to watch. Absolutely, very proud absolutely. of very proud of him. Um absolutely. but th those twelve days, you know, was was difficult to watch. Uh to watch him. I knew that this was going downhill and the final game. I remember him not taking his sweats off and Gary walked over to Dickerson and said, Hey, get DJ ready. Cause the first time that blah, blah, blah does something off. He's coming out. Yeah. And so I went to my cameraman. and I said, look, don't even follow the ball. I said, you've got Gary Williams mic'd up. I just want you to follow him because mm -hmm. this is going to blow early. And right. it was off the tip, off the tip. Gilchrist took a three. That was not a three. It was almost near half court. He grabbed it, took it up, hit front edge of the rim, and Gary wheeled around, looked at Dave and said, get, get DJ. Yeah. And I'm sitting on the press row. Unfortunately, I'm in Gary's eyesight uh, yeah. when he starts because Gilchrist is being pulled from the – I think he might have even called timeout. <laughs> right. yeah. A minute into the game. 
pulled him onto the bench, sat him in his chair, in Gary's chair, and started to berate him for, I would say, three minutes. It was the only time I ever saw Coach Williams not watch the game. His back right. was to the game. He was on almost on his knees in a squat, and he was just yeah. finger in chest and yelling at Gilchrist. And it was the first time yeah. that Gilchrist was like, but coach. The other yeah. times he didn't care. But now he's like, yeah. but coach. And every time yeah. I was I was trying not to look, but every time I kind of took a peek over, me and Gary's eyes caught. I'm like, God, this is not. Yeah. Yeah. But I looked over my cameraman. I'm like, he's got him. He's yeah. he got the whole thing. And then it was the right. only it was the only game that Gary said walking into halftime, no camera. And I'm like, got it. No, no worries. And Gary yeah. went into halftime and started, you know, I know yeah. what he what he said to John yeah. and what yeah. he said to you guys about John, blah, blah, blah. And uh yeah. that was the beginning. I mean, John hung in there, uh, but you know, he wasn't the same guy. Um, uh, and yeah. but that was an eye-opening experience. And then the post party the day before we left, Dave Dickerson uh came over and said, What do you think about our squad? And you know, Dave's Dave's, you know, your height, right? He's freaking yeah, tall as hell. I'm not. Yeah, so I'm looking yeah. up and Dave goes, What do you think about our squad? And I said, Do you want the truth? And he goes, That's why I, he goes, that's why I asked you. And I said, You got a cancer on your squad. And he's like, Yeah, I know. I said, That's it's yeah. it's not good. He goes, Yeah. He goes, he goes, Why do you think we brought Booth in here? Booth is gonna beat him up. <laughs> uh so yeah, uh, eye opening, awesome trip. Uh uh, that's where my wife's family's from. I want to go back. Uh, um, but that was cool to be inside the program and see all of that and see how you guys, uh, kind of got through that season, uh, with the, with the player that was, you know, at times really, really good at times you just scratched your head and went, and, and that's difficult. You guys know that it's difficult when you don't know what you're getting night to night. To night. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. You know, but I, yeah, he's, he's, he's doing, he's doing awesome now. You know, we, he, I did have him on the show. We talked good. about it. John. You know, John um, uses a lot of his experiences, uh, good and bad. You know, his part from his um, part in mm -hmm. regards to helping other kids. I mean, John. I mean, John could have left after the sophomore year after he sure. won the tournament. Like he was definitely he was one of the best point guards, if not the like. I mean, he was just you couldn't stop him. Young kid. You couldn't stop him. Yeah, his body, and, and his he, body was different than a lot of guards in the country. Stephon Marbury. I mean, that's yeah. the Stephon Marbury build and how he played the game. I mean, that was idol. So I mean. You know, but, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, you, you go through life as a journey and then you take what you can and you try to use it to help other people, help sure. other kids. I mean, yeah. everybody, who who won't listen to John Gilchrist when he talks, you know what I mean? Being from, right. I mean, like, you know, so um, definitely happy for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that that trip was phenomenal. I, I, tell, I tell people all the time, it's a, I remember a lot of it, but I, I mean, it's a blur, but we had a great time, you know, um, Cause it wasn't like, like we would have a game back here in College Park. It was more so like we was we were playing, but it was like summer ball, and we were playing yeah. in Italy. You know what I mean? And we was in Lake Como. And we were, George Clooney oh, has a Lake thirty Como. million dollars house. Oh man! <laughs> people getting people get people on the staff getting drunk. <clears throat> Rest her soul. They had to go break her door down and get her out of the room uh, for the oh, for the man. flight back. Oh, Carol. Yeah, I remember that. I remember sitting in the lobby with you and and Chris and Chris, and I'm like, "What is going on?" Yeah, she's out cold. Um, I remember like the first game. So we went down into the city, and they and they made it. They made a proclamation, Gary Williams Day, the mayor in some little courthouse, and then we came back up and played in that in that gym. And the first play, uh, McCray catches the ball. He's clearly inbounds. And I'm wondering myself, how is Gary going to deal with these referees? Is he going to be like just happy-go-lucky? Yeah. It's, like, it's 30 seconds in. McCray catches the ball and the whistle blows. C-Mac hadn't moved. His feet are still yeah. in bounds, and they're going out of bounds. Uh, and Gary starts. I'm like, he's just like, what in the blank are you talking about? Well, the referees are going, we don't, we don't speak English. Basically, but no, right. no, 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 right? And it's all game long. It's all game long. It's hysterical. And we come right. off after the game. They're walking off the court, and the referee says – in English, by the way, I know what mother means. <laughs> like, oh, oh. like Gary's like, I knew it. I knew it. Um, that and the, what was the, where was it? 
We boated. Oh, is it Venice? You boated Venice, to the game. Venice, Venice, Venice. Yeah, we did boat to the game. You bring back. I get. I gotta watch the tape that you guys did. The, the, yeah. the whole documentary you guys did, man. Yeah. I, I boated boated to the game. They left the doors open, and on one loose ball, it went into the water. Yeah, I was like you can't chase that ball because there's water on the other side of that thing. Yeah. No, it was awesome. It was really good. Really good. No, it, it was definitely. I'm definitely grateful for that trip, man. I we talk about it all the time, and we had we had a blast. That was my first time, like actually drinking wine. Yeah, and it was, you know that's all they had at, at dinner. You that's know? right. So it was, that's it was, right. Yeah. I had to go, and that's when I knew that John was in trouble because he started getting, he got a little bit, a uh, <laughs> little bit drunk, and I had to go. I had to, you know, and I'm trying to figure out how do I say these, you know, how do I over not overstep my bounds, and I literally, I literally said to, uh, um, Troy Wainwright, I'm like, uh, you better get your boy. Because he is, he is a little bit drunk, and so he had to, you know, go to the table, and that started a whole different thing. Yeah, but it, it was fun, man. It was, it was good times, man. And, and we, I definitely got, we got to know you uh, more and better, you know, because we had conversations throughout the trip. Um, Absolutely, so that, yeah. So, yeah so, so that was good. Even though so, you're a Dematha kid, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> Hey man, you know, you know, you know. No, it's all good. <laughs> Believe me, I heard about it from Andre Jones for years afterwards. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Yep, Andre, yeah. Dre. Uh huh. Yeah. So, so now we're in 2022, and things are the way they are. What are mm -hmm. your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on, you know, Coach Turgeon leaving when he did, and yeah. the state of the coaching vacancy now, in, in a sense. Um, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? I think my thoughts are, uh, I think it's unfortunate that, that Mark left. Um, I know that, you know, uh, for some reason, look, this is 20 years since, since our school won the national championship and, and our mm. fan base thinks that we are elite <coughs> and we're not, yeah. we're not, mm. uh, we're very, very good. Um, it's a great place to play. If you're a college student coming in, there's so much, it's one of the selling points is you can go down to DC and see history, right? Um, yeah. all of that. Um, I, I don't know all of what happened to Turge. Uh, I just, I know that the fan base was, was very critical and over the, over the top critical. Uh, yeah. and, and in social media, you can reach out to his family. And, and in, in that case, um, um, you know, it's, it's disgusting what was yeah. said online, uh, to him and to his family. Um, and that's something that no coach should have to deal with, but we're in that right. day and age now where we got Twitter muscles and we can say whatever they want. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was part of it. Uh, expectations. Listen, I always thought following a legend is difficult. Um, you know, uh, and following Gary was going to be difficult. Mark did a really good job coming in, you know, and then three years in, by the way, guys, you guys are going to the big 10. Oh, cause he thought he was coaching ACC. Right. Yeah, right, and, right. And that's a, that's a huge chain. That's a different brand of ball. Um, yeah. uh, so, it was unfortunate. I think it, by his own estimation, uh, he underachieved, uh, certainly by Terp nation estimations, uh, he underachieved. Uh, I didn't like the way that the, the exit happened. Um, and I don't know what, what the current situation's going to end up like, uh, you know, Danny Manning can, can win the job for sure. Uh, if he comes out and, you know, gets this team playing, you know, really well, obviously they got the big win over Illinois the other night. Uh, yeah. You know, if 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 he can turn this around and get these guys playing and and you know get to postseason, um, you know he's got a real shot. Uh, I just, you know, and talking to people around the country, I've got a couple of assistants around the country calling me, "Hey, put my name in with Damon Evans." I'm like, "What are you talking about? I don't have any gas in this. What are you talking about? Right? 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 I'm like, right? You know, you just you know, make your phone calls. You got agents. You guys do the job. I can't, yeah. I'm, I know I, Damon's gonna look at me like, why are you, why are you talking to me about that? Yeah. And, and he's right. So it is a, it can be a really good job. It's just going to be mm -hmm. a difficult. It's a difficult job because you're not yeah. in Michigan. Um, you know, you're not the big 10, big 10, right. You, you're, yeah. you're going to have to figure out a way to, to make some hay with it. Um, I just, I don't know. Uh, it's a great job to have. It's great in the, great in the resume. You can, you can make, you know, a name for yourself. If you get this, this team, uh, in the right direction. The other thing is, and I know, I know it's some of it's COVID related. I don't remember the last time I was at a game at Xfinity where it was filled up 
and you know the crowd was rowdy i mean literally the last time i remember that is you know gravis you know hitting the jumper at the end of the game that's yeah. i know it's happened since but I, I just don't feel it i don't feel it right. it's not the same right. um right. You know, I, it's a it's you know yeah so that's that's how i feel about it they got some really nice players i love i love dante's i knew dante scott was gonna be good the first time i saw him on the court because wow. he's got that he's got that body right right even as a freshman you're like oh he's got some you got a little right. movement to him right and now right. and right he's got to you know and fats i i did a i called a, a rhode island game uh two weeks ago and and mm. uh talked to todd bozeman and Bose is like mm, oh, fats he goes fats down there in maryland and i go yeah he goes that dude will get it done and you can see what fats is doing right. um, he's just so much faster than most humans <laughs> on a basketball right. court Sometimes he plays a little bit too fast for the guys that are with him on the court, uh, but no, yeah. it's, uh, I, I, I hope that we can get to, uh, where we're a, a perennial power again. It's just gonna, gonna take the right guy, whether that's Danny Manning or not. I, I don't know. Yeah. No, it's just, it's just definitely, uh, going to be a big story when it happens to see who they end up signing. I mean, people, whether it's at least school or not, it's just because that school has the spotlight on them right now. Right. And they only had a, a few coaches before then. So it's yeah. like who's stepping up next and who's, everybody's yeah. gonna be looking. Yeah, do you go so, do you go with a with a well known name that that left somewhere to come here? Or do you go with a, a young, you know, a young name? Um, you know, Gary was young when he took over yeah, right. you know, coming from right, Ohio State. Right. Um, right. but that was his alma mater and you know, he's he forged that, you know. It's funny thinking back to those days with uh 89 right 89 yeah 80, 89 90 when gary came in uh just the fire that he had and and yeah. you know and you know have you had walt on yet yes i had Walt. Yeah. he's one of my first guests yeah you great, have to great stories man great stories man great Phenomenal. stories and every time you talk to gary about walt gary's lip starts to quiver because he knows that that's the dude that literally said no nah, i'm not going anywhere even though we got we're on probation uh i'm gonna play right. and you know and the dude the best part one of the great moments was because he went on that tear where he was throwing up 30 33 a game for like mm -hmm. this long stretch and no one knew who this guy walt williams was because all they did was read it in the box scores it wasn't on yeah. tv right wow and then when he got on tv they're like who's the dude with the socks up to his kneecap <laughs> As I, that's pg county right there man yeah, let's go that's you know? big that's and, big and then he went and had a great nba career so very cool yeah he and and of course gary tells me about it because gary thinks i look like him he used to call me <laughs> walk. oh wait when you walked the door man, i thought too was walk. i was like come on really like, even his even his sister so his sister's married to my best friend's uncle and I walked in the door, she said, I thought she was my brother for a minute. I said, really? what? I'm I yeah. used to get it all the time. Every time I walked in the room, Gary used to be like this. Just like Walt, man. I'm telling you. like, oh, I don't see that at that? all. I don't see it either. I'm like, Gary. Because you're, you're, like, you had it, you had it, you were barrel chest. You had it, you know, your, your chest was out here. Walt's chest was not there. And Walt with that little pigeon toe thing <laughs> yeah, walking out there. I'm like, yeah. wow. That's funny. I'm like, man, cut it out. But uh, that's big bro, man. But yeah, I definitely had him on it. It was great stories. Interesting, you know, when I was asked to do this, or would I do this? I was like, and I just reached out to a number of people that can cover for the rest of that year. And it was right. It was crazy how many people like was like, oh yeah, like Tony Masterwork, mm -hmm. Coach Williams, on. they were like, yeah. And then I have them on. I'm thinking like, oh, I gotta come up with questions. What am I gonna talk about? But right. they carry the story. Sure. They they I asked the question, they went on. Tony Masterberg, I had him on for almost two hours. Was it odd? Whole... Was it odd to do coach for you? Um it, you it, nervous? Was like, it was it was like my second podcast I, I think i had lonnie on first and i had and i had uh gary on um coach williams <clears throat> and it was it was i was because i was curious to see if i was going to pull the teeth to get i was i was going to see i was going to see what the report what was going to be i mean i me and right. coach get on well but i was having them on what questions was i but he he talked he, he, yeah he, he talked he talked so what's amazing it is a, it's uh the two maryland coaches to go in the hall of fame two of the best speeches um uh, I was there for Gary's, uh, and I watched lefties, uh, and two of the best speeches, uh, that I ever, that I can recall, uh, in the hall of fame inductions. Um, it's really, yeah. I mean, Gary's a, he's a different cat and, yeah. uh, but yeah, like you said at the top of this, if, if he knows you and you know him, it's a different person than the, the guarded guy, which is fine. Yeah, absolutely. But be before I let you go, before I let you go, you gotta give me one of your best stories. Cause you covered a lot of people. You covered yeah. a lot 
Uh, what was your most memorable, like when you when people ask you about your job and covering mm-hmm. all these sports athletes and I mean, you covered a lot of everybody. Right. So what was one of your memories? Like, I, I would never forget this. This is like okay. the most memorable, you know. All right, I'll, I'll be quick with the, the I mean, they're obviously covering the national championship and, and um, you know, final buzzer and uh, then athletic director Debbie Yao gave me a hug on on the court that nearly I lost all my oxygen. Um, but, but like, right, but like we were live right after the game for Comcast Sportsnet and running down and waiting for coach and the players to finish their uh, press conferences and me looking at the clock going, I, I've got to get you know, our post game can only go so long, but you know, they're going to want to hear from Gary, not on the podium, but from me and Gary together and doing right. that interview and Gary getting emotional during the interview, me getting emotional during the interview when I'm asking the question about what it means to him. Um, that was memorable. Uh, the only interview I've ever been nervous for is Jack Nicholas. When I was in Augusta that my first time, that was like, Holy crap. This right. is the dude. And my, I can see my hand shaking. Um, but most memorable, uh, well, there's, there's two. One is Michael Jordan as a wizard. Uh, and I had seen him when he came to Augusta to play golf. And I surprised him during his first retirement, which he called a vacation. And I corrected him and said, you're not on vacation. You retired. He goes, uh, oh, yeah. So <laughs> he goes to become a wizard. And at that point, I think I was not because of him, but I, you know, I've gone through different looks goatee no goatee and i was shaving my head back in the day and so it's it's the final one-on-one with jordan to begin the season and i had been shaving my head and i'm in the shower thinking about my questions and i try not to write everything down so i'm just kind of in my head kind of formulating this interview and i nick myself on the top of the head and i can feel the you know the burn i'm like oh yeah what what a, you know what what an idiot Right. I get, I get out of the shower and I dry it off as best I can, but it's still bleeding. So I just put a bandit on it and I go to uh, the Verizon center. And now I'm sitting in the room um, waiting and, you know, he's going to, he's going to do five minutes with each station. Yeah. And, and, and the wizards PR is like, you got five minutes. That's it. You know, Cause when MJ was in the building, half the building was shut down and just like, this is the president. It's stupid. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm in the room waiting, waiting, waiting. Finally, I'm, I think I'm the last person. He comes walking in and, he sits down. We start this interview. Uh, just before he came in, when I said he's coming, I took the bandit off. I dried it off one more time, and I just poured a bunch of powder on it, so you know, to make it look like I, it's just makeup, no yeah. shine. Great, yeah. I get done with that. And then we're doing the interview, and at the five minute mark, you know, it's go. I know it's going well, uh, and that's my that's my goal is to make it go so well that they forget what you know the time. But I can see corner of my eye. He's about to, the producers, uh, the PR guys, about to wrap it up, and Jordan yeah. gives a look like, like, "No, nah, we're good. We just, yeah. we'll just keep going." Yeah. So we do eight minutes, and at the end, I said, "Final question: What do you do if you nick yourself when you shave?" Because I and I put my head down to show him. He goes, "Oh, holy!" <laughs> he goes, "What the hell, man?" I said, "Well," he goes, "Look, that's." He goes, "He goes, that's your money maker, man. You got to be very careful when you shave your head." <laughs> And I said, well, I'm in the shower thinking about this interview. And he goes, wait a second. Are you blaming me? And I'm like, eh, <laughs> not really. And he starts laughing. So that was memorable. But my, I think my my times with Tiger uh, Woods are the, mm. the most memorable because people yeah. were nervous about him. And because I had been in Augusta and covered golf, I just thought he was another dude. I knew who I knew he was spectacular. Right. But I'm a smart ass. You know, I'm a yeah. smart aleck. I'm a class clown. So the first time yeah. he walks in, He's sitting there. It's at the National Press Club when they announced this golf tournament's coming to D.C. for the first time. And I'm watching my colleagues, and they're biting their fingernails. I'm like, what's wrong with you? And they're like, well, it's Tiger Woods. I'm like, and? You're just a dude? No, he's no, he's not just a dude. We're like, all right. So we each have a room separate. So we don't see each other's interviews. And we all get, I think it was either three or five minutes. And so I'm second to last in line, and I'm just in my room waiting. And when he walks in, I realize that he's wearing the exact, almost the exact same suit and tie, shirt tie combination. It's gray suit, wow. purple, purple. So as he's sitting down, this is a young Tiger Woods now, you know, mm-hmm. immature. I go, hey, nice ensemble. I'm trying to make a joke. And he just goes, thanks. He's not looking. He's just got, he's getting mic'd up and his brain is, his eyes are like on the floor. He's not making any eye contact. So I just kind of wait. I'm just staring at him. And as I can see his people are like, what is Chick doing? And finally, yeah. the tiger looks up and he, and he sees the suit. And he goes, oh, I get it. And I go, 
man, you are quick. And at that point, his people go, what did he say? What did he say? Do they know each other? But at that moment, Tiger realizes, oh, I got a smart ass on my hands. So it was, all of a sudden now he's engaged. Now he knows that this is not just some media guy, blah, blah, blah. And my first question is not about golf. It is, now this is Tiger, you know, this is what, 2000 something. So he's already done a lot of damage to the golf game. Yeah. Uh, my first question is, so take me back to a Sunday because you're about to have your first child. So take me to a Sunday. You got your black pants, your red shirt. You got your baby in your arms before you go out to play. Baby pukes on your shirt. Do you have two red shirts or do you just wipe the baby puke <laughs> off your shirt? And he says, oh, I'm going to smell like some serious puke because I, I only bring one shirt. Now we're now we're engaged. That's it. Right yeah. now. It's like he, I, I'm no in his mind. He's going, he didn't he didn't even ask a golf question out of the gate. Right. Like about my right. tournament. He's asking something else. And that started it. And, um, you know, we talked about we did talk about golf. But we talked about other stuff. And he was engaged again. Interview went longer than it's supposed to. Right. Um, and the next time I see him, he's wearing a fuchsia shirt. <laughs> I walk into the uh, room and I go, you know, a lot of guys can carry fuchsia off. You are not one of them. And again, his yeah. people are like, what is going on here? And he's, I'm wearing, I'm wearing black. And he's like, you know, normally black is slimming. And I'm like, all right, okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> and it's, it was that way. Uh, when they, yeah. when the birth, when the, the birth of the first child came and I actually, you know what, here's the, I'm sorry. It's a long roundabout answer, but no, my no, favorite yeah, yeah. part of this is, so the tournaments at Congressional Country Club, Gary Williams is my co-host on our golf show. Mm. So you know, we're told Tiger's going to come in on Tuesday and sit down with you guys. So great. Awesome. And so I'm thinking, how do I make this interview you know, special? It's already going to be different because Gary's there. And I know Tiger's a basketball fan. That's going to be yeah. great. But he's about to have this child. So we bought him a stool, a little kid's stool with a... Uh, Actually, they just had the kid. Um, and I, we bought a stool that had uh, the name on it, Sam. It was beautiful, right? It's just a little, it's a little gift that when, yeah. when it's, it opens up, it's a stool that that kid will sit on until, you know, they're two, three years old. Right. And so we're doing the interview. When, when Tiger walks out, uh, Tiger says to Gary, before we go on the air, um, shouldn't you be sweating? And Gary's <laughs> like, I only sweat when I coach against Stanford, right? And so that starts the whole thing off. And we do this interview, it's 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 gold. Uh, everything's engaged. And at the interview, I said, listen, we got a few gifts for you. And some were gag gifts. Here's some diapers. Yeah. And he's like, okay. Yeah. And then we brought the stool out. And Tiger was, I could see he was touched that, that we put thought into this gift, right. right? Yeah. And when we were done with the interview, we sat for another 10 minutes just talking. And I, mm. for me... Cause it's hard to impress Gary Williams. Right. He's done a lot. Right? right. I could see that tiger was impressed. I mean that uh, wow. Gary was impressed by tiger and, and when we're done and tiger walked away, coach is like, how about that? I mean, that's when he gets in. He goes, how about that? And, and that's yeah. all he said for the next half hour. Mm -hmm. we, went, we, went, we went and go to play golf afterwards for a little while. And he just kept talking about the interview and, and how cool that was. And when I felt wow. like, I did something that would, you know, could it help that impressed coach. That was right. one of my favorite memories. And, uh, and then Gary got me back because uh, Tiger, the last year he won it, his own tournament at Congressional. Tiger hit me with a golf ball on hole number 12. I was following wow. the final round and <laughs> in the woods. I got hit in the arm and I came uh, back to the, to the set and I was like, showed everybody and I took a picture of it, the dimples. And Tiger, Tiger goes on a win. Tiger joins us in the post game. Uh, he comes yeah. after he does the media. He comes sits down with me and Gary. And I'm doing the interview. And finally, I go, hey, what happened on 12? He goes, I hit somebody. And I guess the look on my face, and it alerted Tiger that I, he, he must have hit me. And, yeah. and I go, yeah, you, you hit me right here. And coach <laughs> says, I mean, I'm shocked you didn't hit him in the ass because that's a much bigger target. <laughs> right on the air. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's that's those are that's I think that's kind of my the, those moments are not so much the actual games but it's the moments yeah. with the folks uh, and uh, you know those kind of things that we can always go back on if I'm if I'm with coach I all I gotta do is mention hey, that tiger interview and he'll go 
How about that, yeah. right? He'll just start like into that. that. Yeah. And that's those are the cool things. Um, yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, hey, man, awesome stories. Hey, check, man. I just want to let you know I appreciate you. You know, actually, I think my first experiences on TV was the high school sports show. Wow. So I just, I just wanted to know, man. I appreciate you. Always appreciate our report and conversations we have, whether we're on air or off. Um, man, thanks for everything that you've done. You know, um, yeah, I appreciate you, man. I, I, I appreciate our relationship. I definitely appreciate your time for going uh, for joining the Go Terpens with Travis Garrison on Philly Six State Networks. I thanks for taking time. Out. I know you're busy, man. You about to go travel again. So thanks for taking time out, cover a little time out for little old me. I appreciate you, man. <laughs> uh, Travis, man, like I said at the top, man, it's f- it's fun to cover, uh, especially the college athlete, and then see them grow. Um, and obviously, I've we've kept uh, in touch via social media and stuff. And to see a guy who did his thing, um, you know, played the sport that he loved, uh, made some bank on it, and and then raised a family. That's the most important thing. Is that you're, you know, I think that thing that I will get out of this interview um, is that, you know, as a dad, you know, not pushing your daughter, that's, that's, will sit with me is that this dude has taken stuff from mentors and coaches uh, and, you know, you're instilling that into your, your own life. Um, So it's, it's fun to watch, you know, you and the, and the, the Gilchrist of the world who, you know, had issues and is now uh, using that in a positive way. That's, that's why, people are saying yes to you because you were a good person to begin with. Um, and there was no, you know, a little bit of a knucklehead factor, but not much. Uh, uh, so I just know that Terp nation and I'm, I'm proud to be a Terp. Um, and, uh, I've had a, I had a blast here. Um, if you could just take care of all my parking tickets in college park, that'd be great. <laughs> hey, I got, Hey, I got a whole bundle myself. So I need some help with that as well. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Hey, now, thank you very much. Thank you.